Strawberry times? It's a sign of the strawberry times. Now, you're going to know that I've been eating strawberry cake. I've been drinking strawberry... What is this called? Strawberry Dreams? You didn't weirdly watch the new Donald Glover Swarm television show. No, I have not seen it yet. AJ watched one episode and he goes, I think it's more something for you. Oh, yeah. I I literally was going to text you and be like, don't let AJ watch this. It would not be good for him. It's all about strawberry right now. The strawberry sunshine. Oh, you see some strawberries in that show. Yeah. Well, there's strawberry, there's strawberry bumblebees floating around, looking like little strawberries in the sky. Here's a problem I have, Peter. Real problem. We were discussing the dogs a little bit earlier. There's a reason he's called Bee Bop. He just will snatch again with the bees a bee out of the air. If it gets too close to him, he will snatch it. And I'm really, I'm sorry, because a lot of scientists have been given grants and awards and money, and they built their careers on trying to figure out the honeybee collapse outside of the Monsanto pesticide seed control industry. And the problem is actually this little rat terrier. He's eating all the honeybees out of the air. Those fat little honeybees. I remember being a kid and being like scared a bee's gonna sting me but these aren't those kind of bees and he just he will snatch that little thing out of the air and he spits it out and looks at it and then he eats it again i don't know what to do uh so uh, callers <laughs> hit the line let me know how do we get bebop and i tell him leave it and he's pretty good about that except for motorcycles but the bees the bees are out in full force and i'm so sorry to the bee mothers the bee fathers whose children have just been annihilated by big bebop B murder is more of his name. Uh, we're gonna more news later on Bebop. I had a big weekend, Peter. I've got to be honest with everyone, and I took a COVID test at one point because I was like, I'm just exhausted, and I didn't have COVID. Didn't have any COVID. Uh, I've been in a coma for a week, and I exited the coma for like a, literally a single day. Went to <laughs> Denver, Colorado, and then came back like a a weird Craigslist hitman. <laughs> After, I believe I was there for uh, 15 hours. It was a 15-hour trip. It might have been 14 hours uh, landing at 1 p.m. and then taking off again at 5 a.m. Yeah, pretty incredible stuff. Had a blast, so we'll get to that. Peter, how are you feeling? Lucifer's here. The summer is upon us, or well, at least the dents of the spring in Atlanta what are you feeling in the energies today? Sleepy. Sleepy springtime, and it's pollen, and it's bees. Oh, God. My head sun. just started pounding when you said that. Oh, pollen. no. I'm like sorry. I'm, we've, I have allergies for the first time this year. I'm not this fun little immune dancy boy that gets to not have allergies. Like, yeah, you you're hear feeling that? it? I'm you're feeling the allergies? Let me say this. Ugh. Turns out. They have medicine for allergies, and I, being the wise person I am, have dealt with allergies a lot, and you know, I'm traveling a lot. There's different uh, climates, there's different barometric pressures between flying and, you know, going going to four different climates in a weekend. It can get to your allergies. I found out Allegra works, and I think I knew this, but I wouldn't take it. For whatever reason, even though knowing I had allergies, I would just look at the Allegra. I would go, I that must not be for my problems. And then I wouldn't take it. And this year, I've been active in my health. And I took some Allegra. But I did have the conversation with AJ where he says, if you take too much of whatever medicine, it's not good for you. 
It's not good to take too much. It's not good to take too much ibuprofen. You can't take more than four ibuprofen. Probably fair. Uh, but also, my body has a, a different source of uh, fuel from him. So I'm not worried about the uh, the way it's going to mix with the Miller Lite, if you will. We're actually, we're a Bud Light house now. We're a, I don't drink, but if I did, it'd be Bud Light. Bud Light, that's the drink of a champion. And uh, the drink of a champion... Do, do you go, I'm going to have a Bud, and you open it and just pour it out and then you do that multiple times over the course of the day yep i just i pour it out i want to support the brand i support brands brands are people mitt romney told me i don't want to drink the alcohol but i want to point out dylan mcqueen my lovely friend posting a picture of themselves with kid rock yeah and kid rock has a bud light I hands. had to zoom in and make sure the photo was. Real. I said, "What are you doing, thing. baby?" And then I said, "Oh my God, he's they're making they're making a perfect point as to <laughs> what the true nature of this Michigan socialite is." I mean, that's what Kid Rock is. He's a Michigan socialite who happens to um, play a few of his. Well, he's got a band now, you know. And they're like, "Well, what's the music like?" And they're like, "Well, it's not." It's not for us, but it's interesting, and it seems to have a cultural statement to make about uh, the youth in the community. Isn't he? Isn't he uh, Robbie's son who runs the dealership? Yeah, and he. One of the songs is called "Bawit to Bob." We don't know what it means, but the kids love it. Well, now Kid Rock is like fifty. Honestly, he's a he's a hell of a salesman because you know he has his own beer brand, right? Does he? Yeah, and he requires that the arenas and venues he play serves his beer. So now he's not only requiring that they sell his beer, he's making it more punk rock to drink his beer because he's going, you think I'd let fucking Bud Light in the stadium with me with their gay power? You think I'd let that in? We got Kid Rock beer here, bro. And everybody's like, yeah. And he's like, I bet you can't get drunk on hatred. And they're like, we can get fucking hammered. And then all the Kid Rock fans drink the Kid Rock beer, and he's like, I got him. I tricked him. And then maybe, you know, uh, maybe he spends the money on Bud Light. It seems like he possibly does spend the money on Bud Light. Doesn't he have a – he has a Nashville bar, I think. Uh, I don't know. Have a have a closeted dad give you a hand job in the bathroom at the uh, Kid Rock bar, just to spite him. Closeted dad is the name of my new band. Closeted dad on tour this fall – with uh, Kid Rock. With Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I wear a lot of skull rings, and I just mend my goatee that has a weird little bead in it, too. But I am a regular dad. We are not closeted dad. This next song's called Firm. <laughs> That's what a dad should be with his kids. Firm. And it's also, it's what, it's what, uh, it's what Dave's ass feels like to me. We are not closeted dad. That's how they're going to sign off. What's up, y'all? We are not closeted dad. Uh, you really got me. But I don't know. Firm. It looks supple. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go simple. <laughs> I'm going more simple in my uh, play. Detailed is the past. Simple is the future. Make your own vision. Um, do we want to talk about skull rings for a second? <laughs> yeah, we should 100%. You know, if I go on to Alibaba right now, I can buy literally... A thousand skull rings for probably nine dollars. You know this? Do you want me to just give you the actual please, price on this? Please. I don't want to lie about pricing. We are going to be looking into getting the dogs a sniff spot. Hold me to this. We're saying it on the show. Neither of us. Well, you have a little yard area here, which is good, but it's not like fully. It's not fenced in. We need a and fully I have fenced a, I have run a line. Houdini dog who wants to go who check can out get the through everything. Yeah. 
We, we, we need a tight, tall fence, and we need a few tennis balls. Bebop's doing a thing while I look this up where he has four tennis balls because we live next to a tennis court. And it's not my – I don't have access to this tennis court, but we're nearby it. There's so many tennis balls that fly over the road in the area where we walk. He has four tennis balls right now. This is letting you in uh, on my house. And if one of them goes under the couch – he cannot live without it. If he knows there's a tennis ball under the couch, he's not letting it go. Uh, all right. Bulk skull rings. Uh, wow. This is... Hold up. I want to see like a lot. Bulk bulk skull rings. These things... I mean, we can get... I'm, I'm seeing them priced at about 20 cents a piece if we order enough, but I think we can get it cheaper. Like, I think there is a... Uh, a large scale way to just buy like a box of skull rings. Yeah, and it's very cheap. Yeah. Also for sale at my table now, you can get their Effie's new line of skull rings for when you want to tell me a secret but you're not quite ready. You can just buy the skull ring and then I'll know and I'll go. I just winked at Peter if you didn't know. I love it. I'm I'm obsessed with the skull rings. Closeted dad on tour now. Oh, we were worried we wouldn't have anything to talk about. We've got everything to talk about. <laughs> It's Weekend at Effie's. This is a podcast where I uh, spill my brains at my good friend Peter, and we get into the mechanics and philosophy of living as an outlaw pirate person in a regular person's world. Do you feel like a pirate person, Peter? I feel like we're both pirate people, (laughs) and that's like, it's totally allowed. And it's like, I want to be a testament for other pirates on what you can do, how you can live. And the sustainability of the pirate lifestyle in an age where uh, following the rules will get you everything. Do you know that? <clears throat> will it? If I just followed the fucking rules, I would be in the exact same position. But I would also be going, guys, you know what I learned at the Fed? You know what I learned? All right. Training under the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor. You know what I learned? I learned that you got to believe in yourself and you got to have confidence and you got to work the crowd. Okay. Whatever they give you, you just do it. And then you're going to get a job eventually. I've been 19 different characters, and each one of them has paid me a little bit of money. So I'll pretty much do anything you say. So kids, just remember, whatever they tell you, even if it sounds corny as shit or untrue or not you know, a part of your vision, or maybe it just sounds like it's going to turn people off or it doesn't make sense, or why did you start training in the first place if you're going to have to wear this bunny costume? Look at me. You can do anything. If you believe in yourself. Did you say bunny costume? Yeah, I got to work with uh, with PJ Black the other day, who is the former Justin Gabriel of NXT. And like, not to, this is no qualm to him. He portrayed a bunny who was friends with the character Adam Rose. And he did like flips and stuff. And it was never revealed that he was the bunny, but we knew because of certain m- maneuverings. We know a person's maneuverings. So was it like that Jimmy Stewart movie where he imagines the seven-foot-tall bunny rabbit? I haven't seen this movie. I want to see this movie. Is this a pornography? No. Okay, this must be something I'm taking for granted. You're saying Um, he doesn't fuck the bunny? No, he doesn't fuck the bunny. Seven-foot bunny? It might be eight. Eight feet bunny? Is this called Donnie Darko starring Jake Gyllenhaal? (laughs) I kind of want to go back and rewatch that, but I'm also terrified because does it suck? Or is uh, it really good? No, no, no. It's it's is if you saw it before you were fifteen, it's the best movie. If you saw it after you were twenty, it's not anything that you care okay, about. I gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, in my opinion, it's the best movie. 
because I well, saw it at 14. Yeah, see, there you go. It was like, what? Harvey. Harvey? Harvey? Harvey. I haven't heard of this movie. We're going to watch this. Uh, but speaking of Weekend at Effie's while we're here, uh, thank you to all of our members of the Patreon. We're going to have a lot of questions today to get to. I think a lot of people have interest in things we're going to talk about. Big Gay Brunch coming to the UK, the success of the Big Gay Brunch. Write a fucking think piece. Here's the title of my new think piece, Peter. It's called Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Write a fucking think piece. And then it says, uh, if you're going to... Uh, if you're going to watch the show, you can't just watch it. You got to write a fucking think piece and then more think pieces will come out. And then what are we going to do? We're going to think about that piece. So this isn't an attack on anything. This is me saying, I wish uh, there were other forms of media coming out of my show that discussed my show that didn't involve me having to continue to talk about it, which is the widely held belief in journalism that if I don't talk about it further, they, they can't speak on it on its own. Are you also think peace as in P-E-A-C-E? Yeah, well, wait. Yeah, think about peace because that's what it should be. God, peaceful, beautiful visions. But until then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut out your eyeballs, you hateful fucks, if you don't fall in line with my vision of the gay future. Thank you. Thank you. Were you looking something up, Peter, or was I making yes. this up? Okay, this was so- a Jimmy Stewart movie. <clears throat> Oh no, we were talking about skull rings. Back to skull rings. Okay. Um, so I'm going back on eBay. I want to see bulk skull rings. Keep going. What's the funniest thing you've bought in bulk? Oh no. Um, because I know you had Effie condoms at one point. We did have condoms. Here's the beauty of that. Before the can I have one of those? Yes, you can. I have to open this thing first. Okay, well, um, we have a new winner of Effie Burton Peterbert on the Patreon. Whoa, the Patreon. That's what we were talking about. Thank you to all our Patreon friends. As I open this uh, coffee-flavored nicotine pouch sensation. Have you had these before? No. They're great. Here, they're uh, Will is on the Zens, too. Well, I was on the Zens, but these were BOGO at Publix. And or like... whatever those are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I pee? I'm going to pee. Yeah. These pouches are a delicious flavor, this coffee, mm-hmm. and I like the cinnamon too, but I need somebody to go full Willy Wonka and give me like turkey turkey ranch wrap or something Yeah, in a flavor of these powders. Like, could I get like gazpacho and it's got like a little, you ever have those uh, tomato basil wheat thins? Yes. I want that powder, yes, yes, but yes, it's those nicotine. Rule. Those are great. I want, I want to just be like, it's an Italian party yeah. in my mouth and I feel cool about it. I feel like that'd be the most... Like a pizza-flavored one of these, a pizza goldfish-flavored nicotine pouch. I think it's the right move. This is also part of my big business that's going to have to change everyone's mind in America, where I don't believe coffee in any form gives off sweet. Like It it makes sense that it's sweet, but coffee should specifically be a savory beverage. I think you should mix black coffee with a butter sauce of some kind, and I think you should do like a scampi sauce coffee, and I think it would be perfect. Not quite as a soup, but just as a daily hot beverage with a little bit of spice, a little butter sauce, a little cream of that nature. You know, it's still creamed out, but I think it leans towards clam chowder rather than uh, gingerbread vanilla. I'm sorry to say I'm correct, and I'm not going to move from this position ever, and we're going to open the business, and it's going to lose money for the first 10 to 50 years. But when people finally get behind 
savory coffee. <laughs> They're going to feel so much better about it, right? Um, have you done butter coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butter coffee's great. They said it greases up my bones. Have you ever seen Lorenzo's Oil? something, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> have you ever seen Lorenzo's Oil starring Nick yes. Nolte? Yes. We gotta get oil for this boy. You know it's who Lorenzo's that, Oil. Right? Who, who? George Miller. No way. Of the, of the famed Mad Max world? Uh, no, of the famed <laughs> Babe 2, Pig in the City fame. Did he do something with a Dundee 2? Or was uh, that someone else? No, we had no, that no. discussion. Cause, okay, because I sent you the director of the <laughs> oh, movie yes. we were about to watch. So on the Patreon, one thing we get to do is you get to vote on this new segment. It's called Effie Bird and Peter Bird at the Movies. <laughs> Why, we Do you specifically not like Gene Siskel? I specifically don't like Gene Siskel. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I can't, I'm out on him. Like, I'm out. I'm Ebert, out. to me, is forgivable. There's a lot of things Ebert did that were wrong, right? But Effie Burt, Peter Burt, were both Roger Ebert, and there's no Gene Siskel. Because he, he really started to think he was the old man from the um, Muppets in the little uh, Waldorf and he Statlander. He started losing it. We're over it, Siskel. You became a caricature of yourself, okay? Effie Burt and Peter Burt at the movies, this uh, time around... This month's special play, Billy Zane Films, provided by our awesome friends at Movie John, who just sent me copies of the the new edition, which features an article I wrote, kind of an article. There's a lot of pictures, thank God. And it's a summation of four Terry Funk films and one film that is uh, when I knew I could kick Triple H's ass for real, you little baby. And it's The Chaperone. I'm not going to spoil anything else, but the article is great. There's more features, and you get an Effie coloring book page. Yes. Which is incredible. There's an extra code that you put in. Um, We have it. It's going to be in the episode description, Um, and you can color Effie. Claps for Peter doing such a wonderful job, doing a great job, and uh, I thank everyone for getting on this Patreon, for taking care of us here, and for watching the chaos videos that I've been putting up. Oh my God. Now that I haven't had the life of, I've been putting up more of my chaos vlogs. If you haven't seen a chaos vlog before, it's footage that I take and it has no sense. And it is just sort of, well, it's the world as I see it. And there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of home time and there's a lot of fun, but there's a lot of cool things on the Patreon. Weekend at Effies.com. Or patreon.com slash weekend at Effie's. We have chosen the film, I believe, and it is The Phantom. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of my fault. Um, I'm, we're supposed you to be. You skewed. I skewed. I skewed. I know. I know. I am, I am aware I am the rule follower in this group here, and I completely fucked it. But I'm also proud of myself for fucking what it. What was the second highest choice? Because I'm about to hot take exactly what you think. So the second highest take was Blood and Concrete. Blood and Concrete. What's the year on Blood and Concrete? Do we 1991. have 1991. I think we watched The Phantom and Blood and Concrete. Okay. And we dual discussed Billy Zane films in the first ever double Shantae You, you stay. know, I'm fine with that because, okay, so I posted on there that <laughs> The Phantom is a movie I've seen maybe 30 times. Yeah. And it's true. It Which was is, a childhood staple for me. It lets you know that, like, sometimes I think there's a secret club of adults when they know everything. But the fact is, not everyone out there has the same, um, like, cultural references. So what we consider a pretty high place or a, or a pretty high... Is nicotine legal? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am going I through, need like, to the know. resurrection over here. I am someone who has been 
addicted to nicotine since I was 16. Yeah. And I've never given it up. I've given up almost everything else. I will not ever mess with pain pills down. You only have a couple. I was, I started at uh, 18. Yeah. So I don't have too long on you. I've never given it up. Even in total regular sobriety, I've not had that moment. Um, Okay. So the only, I don't, (laughs) I don't like to live with regret because I think everything's on purpose. Yeah. I would hop back in a time machine to the first cigarette and just slap that bitch out of my mouth because there, you, you wouldn't smoke after that if like you from the future came yeah. and knocked the cigarette out. Hot take, I'm not knocking that cigarette out of my mouth. Nicotine has been there for me in calming moments. It has given me breaks from people that I don't necessarily want to be around. It has given me an escape. It has given me a secret uh, club. I've gotten so many jobs off smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes have given me so much. Will I return to cigarettes? Not for the regular future. But will I ever like... If I'm feeling myself, turn down a cigarette, turn down a fresh smoke with a friend. No, I'm not going to do that. Is it good for me? Absolutely not. Am I going to buy pack after pack? No, I'm not doing it. But I'm going to I'm going to occasionally be a part of the bad girls club because I don't want to be a good girl all the time. And guess what? I I know that I can have a, a cigarette or two and still have my nicotine pouches like a good girl during the week. Did that really kick your ass? Yeah. I was running double the milligram on these. And that was a lot. Um I'm not scared to have a smoke, and I'm not going to turn it down. It's a fun club. And then people say, do you smoke? And then you're like, smoke what? And then you get uh, Cruella DeVille joints, courtesy of your friends in Denver, Colorado. I won't say anything more because I don't want anyone to get in trouble. But these one and a half gram joints with glass filters on the tip are so sick. I feel so fancy. And the strain, the particular strain we're looking at here, it is a sativa called oh my god why can't i find the name of this mango diesel does it feel put mango in my diesel (laughs) is this running on diesel no sir it runs on mango diesel and you'll find it has a fragrance that fills the island full of uh, wonderful gases still just as bad for the environment but it does have the fresh scent of mango right on top of everything Mm. Wild baby. Come on. You're a wild baby. Good girl. Did you see the photo of her in the store? She was so cute. The how can I help you photo? Mm -hmm. Lucy, you're a customer service maverick. And that's why you've been chosen to get winner of the week. Okay, one more thing on the Patreon as we just ramble here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Because I skewed it, yes. You, I I hop. So normally these movies get voted on, and it'll be thus far. It's been like two neck and neck with each other. Yeah, almost to the point where we've had to do a tiebreaker. I threw that information in there, and everyone was like, "Well, fuck, Fuck voting for the Phantom." Then we're voting for the Phantom, so we're doing the Phantom. So that I looked on there. And you went on and voted for yeah, yeah, a yeah. different movie, which you're also not supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I had to balance movies. the force. Two movies. I had to balance the force. I will not be participating any further in the voting, even though I'm like, come Thank on, you for Movie John for putting up with our coup of democracy. Brother, there's happened. nothing I like more than clicking on shit that's unclicked. All right? You see something, I'm going to heart react. You want to like? You want to share? You want to retweet? You want to post it to your story? Baby, I'm all about it. I want to participate in the internet, and especially when it's our own Patreon. I want to make sure I'm clicking on everything. I can't do it, though. I am 
breaking the foundations of this country's democracy by sticking my nose where it shouldn't go. And I'm going to tell you this, reset the voting machines, because after this, Billy Zane fiasco, we are not going to have any more problems, okay? I promise you and assure you this. Patreon.com slash WeekendAdFVs. And on May 1st, which is fast approaching. I have a lot of April to still have. Just don't don't say that. I'm don't sorry. That. We'll talk after. We'll talk after about May and beyond. We're 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 making some choices now. We're giving away, and I don't. The camera can't see it, but I'm holding it. The bloody the not on purple, Effie Russellcon figure variant to someone on the Patreon. All you have to do is be subscribed by May first. And you'll be entered to win. Now, you won, Peter, because you're Peter. And I think that's incredible. And I want our Patreon viewers to win. I don't know where you can even buy these. I'm purple. I'm covered in blood. My nails are painted. I feel beautiful with my blonde hair. All right? It's not as... It doesn't have to be on, Peter. It doesn't... It's not a requirement. It's not a legal requirement. But we are giving away the WrestleCon major figure, bendy figure uh, exclusive. My ass is bigger than it shows in the figure, though. Can I just have a bigger ass than that? Mm. That's a little ass. Big shoulders. Great shoulders. Little ass. But it can be yours for the low chance of gambling with your Patreon membership. Right? It's magic. Yes, I got home from LA and I was cooked. We recorded and I was still cooked. Uh, And then I went immediately out of town. I'm very good at doing that, Peter. Uh, Show back up in town. Scramble and panic sleep and wake up in a cold sweat and then run out of town again. Is that responsible of me? Not particularly. It's not It's not something I recommend as a lifestyle uh, for everyone, but it works for me. And I got to uh, fly out later than I usually fly out, which is beautiful. Sometimes when you fly to the West Coast or the Mountain Time Coast, you, you have to leave very early. Because they want you to land early. And then you're basically like starting a day in the middle of a day, but you think it's the start of a day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sorry for my coffee. Cough, cough, cough. No, you're fine. Listen, one of the things I like about health foods is how shady they are with their ingredients. Like this is the shadiest ingredients I've ever seen. Not only is it at the top, which they would never do on Strawberry Dreams, which features so many ingredients in such a small font. Like, to me, it's so shady to be like, look at our ingredients. (laughs) It's up top, and it's big, and it's legible, and there's only, oh, what is that? Three ingredients? Oh, and we'll even add no sugar added under it and bold it. It's just so schmimey, and I love it, and I think that's why people like buying health foods, because they're kind of like... Mm, they're shmimey and then the shmiminess rubs on me and I'm like, my water only has three ingredients and it's actually 8% juice. Mm, it tastes like fresh pineapple. Oh, it is. Wow, it's the real fruit. What's yours flavored with? Is it artificial flavors? So sorry. Worried about your liver. Worried about your kidneys. Hardy emote. No fire react even though I want to click it. <laughs> I went to Denver. Uh... Denver always treats me so well, so magical. Uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs. This show is awesome for a few reasons. Many reasons, actually. But a few that I'm going to highlight here. Number one, uh, they don't really watch that much wrestling. (laughs) The fans that come, I'd say 30% wrestling fans. 
70% drunk hot people. They sell out every show. They barely announce the matches. It's the most fun matches of my life. But sometimes they get a little out of control because they sort of say, like, do whatever you want, Effie. Well, this time, do whatever I want was let those boys wrestle and pick my moments. All right. And I picked good moments. And much like I learned at Effie's Big Gay Brunch, uh, when you pick the right moments, they can be that much more meaningful. I had a triple threat match. Earlier, we got in. Warhorse was there. I ate a full giant cinnamon roll. He's the Slim Jim guy. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're referring to Warhorse as the Slim Jim guy. That's a good I sign for the branding. In, I, uh, no, it's a good sign okay. for the branding. Like, if you recognize it like that, Slim Jim should be paying him money, which is why I actually i am going to be egging the Slim Jim headquarters if they don't give him money by the time his baby is born. And we talked about his baby being born, and I can discuss this here because I think it's important. He's like, the baby is due uh, on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And I said, fuck that. Well, and you know, like, not like, you don't want to cuss in front of a baby right away. But like... But the baby hasn't been born all yet. Right. Exactly. I said, you better tell her to hold that baby in for one day so you can have Cinco de Baby, which is way cooler. Yeah. Think about this every year. It's your kid's birthday. You now have an excuse to not forget it's your kid's birthday because it's Cinco de Mayo. It's You're going to go, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Baby. And you're going to remember it's your baby's birthday. You will yeah. never forget that. And you'll always have an excuse to drink on your child's birthday. You can be like, yeah, I know it's your birthday. It's also Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Baby. There's nothing dads like more than having a, a cold cerveza to celebrate whatever it is they're celebrating for Cinco de Baby. Plus, you can lie to your kid and tell them that everyone's celebrating their birthday. Yeah. And then they'll eventually figure it out. It's a Cinco de Baby party. And think of how good he's going to be with a piñata stick by the time he's like eight or nine. I mean, you're talking about AAU Little League Championships because you started him I on Cinco de Baby with a piñata. Well, I mean, it it's baseball, but like... <sighs> With it's more focused baseball, and you win candy. So I don't know. Probably more exciting too. After I found out about pinatas, baseball was sort of out of the question. Yeah. Why am I doing the same thing? And it's harder, and the prizes aren't as good. But you could make like really complicated pinata. Like this pinata is a labyrinth. Yeah, I want a triple pinata. Like when they did the cage with David Arquette and Jeff Jarrett. Do you remember this match? No. Okay, and Diamond Dallas Page, the triple cage. No. All right. Well, it's fine. David Arquette was there. David Arquette was the current world champion during this match, and you had to climb all three cages, and one cage was full of chairs and guitars, and there was a twist. There was a lot going on. Jeff Jarrett, king of the mountain. I don't know what else to tell everybody. It was a it was a big moment in WCW history. People were not happy that David Arquette was the world champion. I want Nathan Fielder to put matches together. Uh, Nathan Fielder running a wrestling show mm-hmm. would be the most... Like, I would want him to come with me to one in disguise, obviously. We can't have anyone know it's Nathan Fielder. And plus, he looks great <laughs> in a disguise. And then I go, okay, now you ha- here's the budget. You put together your version of this and see what it looks like. I want him to be wearing the chili fat suit and, like, selling chili on the side. While Is this, did are- I just pitch a new show where we bring yeah. in celebs to run their own wrestling show mm-hmm. and see what they come up with? Here's all the history it's of wrestling. called Celebrity death match i think we call it celebrity uh celebrity life match celebrity life match i don't know that could be a different show that sounds like we're looking for a kidney match like we're looking for a donor it's like sarah michelle geller's like they could easily put me on the top of the list but i feel like i need to take one from someone i know and they have to go on her journey it also kind of sounds like an old people dating site (laughs) 
We're all stars here in Celebrity Life Match. Just like Leave It to Beaver, your family could be reborn again. I don't know why it's a TV land specific ad. There's a realtor in the neighborhood whose actual name is Andy Griffith. You know, they used to call me Opie, you know? That's Ron Howard. You remember him? Mm -hmm. He's a grown man now. He's an old man. So am I. Ron Howard is going to be the first guest on Celebrity Life Match. Um, Denver was lit. I won my triple threat match against the seven-foot-tall filter, who's a giant with big hair, and it's crazy. And uh, my good boy, Bruce. Uh, Bruce, guess what? You lost to me at Lucha Libre and Laughs. Now, also, guess who was there? The cutest in the fucking world, Maki Ito. And Maki Ito and Heidi Howitzer had a hell of a match. Main event, Heidi Howitzer retains. She did what I could not do. And she defeated the cutest in the world, Maki Ito. And watching Maki Ito do her bit in front of about 30% of people who knew her bit and the rest of them just regular people and watching her go crazy and flick people off and scream fuck you and do headbutts and crazy DDTs, incredible shit. They beat up a referee, too, together as a team, which was like, it's phenomenal. Uh, I didn't have to bleed. I smoked Cruella de Vil adult cigarettes. And then I went and hung out with my friend Sean, who I've known for a very long time. We had a bit of a house party, uh, and then I flew out at 5 a.m., and I flew back, and I went to fucking bed. I went to bed. I had to go to bed. Sometimes we have to go to bed. So, yeah. It was that weekend where I was like, oh, Good Friday. I was like, sacrifice a little bit, even though I won, and then I'll wake up on Sunday, and we'll make it work. One thing I did do, which we're going to talk about more on the mini-sode. Oh, you didn't know there was a mini-sode? Yeah, there's a mini-sode. Uh, I saw Super Mario. And it was maybe the best movie I've ever seen. It's better. It was better than the film, the thirty-five millimeter Godfather two taping. Okay, it was the best film I've ever seen. All right, and some people say they use uh, John Cassavetti's voice for one of the characters to cement it as perfect cinema. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. We're going to talk about that and some other weird things, and True Detective, and other. Uh, movies that we've watched and films and discussions. And then we're going to watch Billy Zane films, which I'm very excited about. I am still reminiscing over Big Gay Brunch, but I woke up today to tweets from the Daily Star in England, which is 100%. Angolan. You talking about, hey, y'all ever heard of Angolan? Now, I just confirmed someone else coming to Angolan with us. Uh, my sister, I believe, is going to be coming. I will get into it. But, and I, by will get into it, I mean just watch the announcements, I guess. We're working it out. Uh, it's going to be great and easy and fun. Are and, you going back to Japan? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm waiting on a phone call. There, here's the thing, Peter, and this sounds cocky of me. I imagine there are particular demands from the Japanese uh, promotions that we're working with of who they would like to see. I have a feeling they would like to see Effie. Uh, what, I'm not done in Japan. I've only done a small taste of Japan. Now, am I waiting to shoot a message uh, again to President Tagaki of DDT Pro? Yeah, I am. I want to see how that goes. But I would like to spend you know, at least a month of the next year in Japan. It doesn't have to be all at once, but enough to get back and have more matches and 
really sink my teeth in rather than just being there for a week. Uh, Joey Janela made me very jealous. He went right back to DDT after Mania. So he's in Japan now with a gash in his head. And last night I saw a picture of him and Kota Ibushi uh, hugging shirtless at the bar. And it was so sick. And he told me, he goes, I'm going to go confront him in Japan and we're going to take our shirts off in a bar. And he did it on the nose. Never doubt Joey Janela. What a legend. He's there with his head wrapped up with staples in it. Oh, God. Because he just went. He's a champion. That's what he is. He's a legend. He's going to France next month. I couldn't go to France, Peter. It's sad. Many French people were very sad. France, France and Belgium. I could not make it on this trip. But my bussy sister will be there. Gringo Loco will be there. Uh, and I believe Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver will both be there. Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver are now double champions. They won the tag team belts. Jordan has the Jersey Championship Wrestling. And uh, Nick Wayne has the Defy Heavyweight Belt. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, pretty magic stuff. Peter, I have less work to do now, but I need to do more work, like setting up my dates for the summer. Uh-huh. But I have a few questions remaining before I can set up the rest of these dates. But here's the problem. Uh, comfy calendar is what I call it, and it's where I just don't do anything, and then all my dates get filled anyway. Yeah. But I want to have active calendar, and I'm going to find new places and do a little showing off and have a very uh, fun, hardworking sweaty summer sweaty summer of sweat the summer of sweat i usually say from may to october sweaty it's feeling like it might come before then i might just be soaking wet for nine months you know and just finally release it after then the sweat baby (laughs) let that sweat baby go let it happen i like i like that i've immediately changed with the sun coming out I was so done with winter. Winter is not for me. I'm going to skip winter next year. I'm going to live like a goose, and I'm going to fly uh, down south for the winter and wrestle exclusively in South America. Do you think it's a good idea? Yes. I think we start in Peru, and we just make our way down, and then the last show, we do it in Antarctica. We finally we make it across that pond. Do you think Antarctica is a real place? No. There's no way, right? Mm-mm. That's just the thing you say. And yeah, that that they invented Antarctica for the movie The Thing. Oh my god. Whoa. Isn't Kurt Russell in that? Uh-huh. Oh my god. Kurt Russell under fucking rated all the, the way. The dog was great in that too. You think the dog got infected? No, that dog couldn't get infected. The No dogs in movies. No more dogs no in more movies. No more dogs in movies. Have you ever seen uh My Dog Skip? No. Well, one time I went to the opening of a PetSmart and one of the dogs from My Dog Skip was there and you could pet it and get a picture with it. And I fucking did. I, you know, I want to be against dogs in movies, but I want to talk about dog celebrities because I think that's important. But how are we paying these dog celebrities? The real dog celebrities are the firefighter dogs. All right. The therapy dogs. I just want to say thank you to firefighters because I have been letting people know you can, you can leave your baby there. I don't know what they do with them or if they turn them into firefighters right yeah, away. No, 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 they turn them in, they start sending them down that pole and, you know. I think I'm not going to leave Bebop at the fire station, but I think if he did some weekend volunteer work, it would probably instill a lot of uh, courage and he probably would kill less and want to protect people more. Over near my house, there's a, a fairy garden, which is kept up with. Are you familiar with like a fairy garden? Mm-hmm. You know, like you're going by and you're like, oh, there's a whole village of fairies. Yeah. And Bebop keeps sticking his nose in the fairy garden oh, and I have no. to fix it. And so like holding like two dogs and fixing the fairy garden, it's been a problem. Yo, fairies, I think a little. Fairies are annoying. 
Fairies can be very annoying, but I don't want to provoke the fairies. No. And Bebop seems to want to provoke everything. I think a little volunteer firefighter work, he would be, you know, a good Dalmatian. I mean, Cardi B said um, doing community service was the best thing that's ever happened to her. I think I have some ahead of my future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What a life. I'm so excited. I've gotten a little break this weekend, even though I went out and uh, still wrestled and filled my heart with uh, joyous Denverites. Denver's such a weird place, Peter, and I figured it out. And this is of no offense to people of Denver. It's just a series of warehouses surrounded by postcards. It's magic. You can go to the postcards. You can be a part of them. They're like right there. It's not that far. But everything that's actually Denver is just a series of warehouses surrounded by postcards. That's really funny. There's so many warehouses of different kinds. There's like so many Jeeps. There's so many American flags. There's so much freedom. Uh, There's so many libertarians. There's only so much of it I can take before I have to come back here to the Bible Belt and re-plug my... I don't know what I'm replugging because it's all it's sort of a mess everywhere right now. Uh, this weekend, though, very exciting weekend, Midwest Loop. Midwest Loop is the basis of all indie wrestling. Do you know this? No. Well, Midwest Loop is going to start in Chicago. Bussy versus GPA and Laney Luck, real-life kissing couple who fights, and he's infected her with, her with his bad energy, and now she thinks she's evil, but she's actually a lucha queen, and I'm not willing to show her that because she wants to beat me up. And she wants to beat up Bussy sister Allison. Won't let it happen. That's Friday night. Saturday, we're going to St. Louis. What do we have planned? It's Thrussy. Dark Sheik, Alley Catch, Effie taking on SGC. What a fucking nightmare. Manders, Manser, and Justice, which we'll see how Justice is. I don't know how he's holding up uh, health-wise. Uh, I think he's fine. I talked to him today. He's good. But I don't. he's going to think he's better than he is. Either way. It'll be psychotic. I think it's at Pops. It's actually in Saugat, Illinois, but that's because the commission of Missouri is bullshit and fuck them. So say what you have to say. Fuck the commission. Uh, Sunday, though, in Evansville, Indiana, someone who... Now, I knew Tommy Rich. I say like I knew Tommy Rich back back in the day. I knew Tommy Rich before he got his new teeth, and he would show up, and he didn't like not having good teeth. And now he has big chompers. So it's going to be Effie and Allie, a.k.a. Bussy. That's sound. Not good. Uh, taking on Wildfire Tommy Rich, which Monday night on the stream we watched the Battle of Atlanta, which took place in the Omni here in Atlanta. Buzz Sawyer, Tommy Rich, in a in a cage with a roof, a caged roof, which was crazy back then. And Paul Ellering in a shark cage above the cage, hung a in the shark Omni. cage. Yep, they put him in a shark cage so he couldn't interfere. Oh, there were no sharks though. No actual sharks, except for well, there was. Hulk Hogan may have been a shark, but he wasn't there, but he was nearby. Like originally a shark? <sighs> Brother. Yeah. You know? Just, uh, I don't want to make the next joke I was going to make about the type of shark he was. You know? <laughs> I don't think there's anything great about it, to be honest. Um, the Battle of Atlanta, Tommy Rich, Buzz Sawyer, rest in peace. A, a, a seminal match in American hardcore wrestling and the predecessor of Hell in the Cell. And Tommy Rich is going to be facing Bussy along with his partner, Doug Gilbert, who you may recognize the name from the Gilbert family dynasty of wrestling, but you also recognize it because Doug Gilbert played Nightmare Freddy and did a bunch of death matches at FMW in Japan. And it was sick. And I told Allie this, and please don't give Allie shade for this. She doesn't know who any of these old men are. 
And I love that because it means she is not going to hold back on beating their ass because I don't want to have to punch Tommy Rich in the face, but I will punch Tommy Rich in the face. And the show is in the Evansville like Auditorium Coliseum thing. It's beautiful. But the show is called Red Equals Green, and I feel like Bloody Effie has not yet he's not yet been buried. Bloody Effie may make a return. Oh, so like blood is good is what we're saying with red equals green. Yeah, it's the phrase they always use in wrestling because if feuds are good enough to require blood, they're good enough to draw money. And when they have blood in them, it feels real, so they'll draw more money. But I don't think red automatically equals green these days. I think... Uh, oh. Like blood equals money. Oh. Red equals green. Yeah. Is I that... was thinking traffic lights for like the longest time. Oh, like stop means go is what you yeah. thought the show? No, this is blood means money is what the show is technically titled. Red equals I, green. I guess stop means go. I guess <laughs> I, we are getting some weird territory Yeah, that's there. not what you want. This is a wrestling centric <laughs> phrase called red means green in okay. a historically bloody area of American wrestling history. So we are going to fight these old men, Doug Gilbert, Tommy Rich, and... Hopefully, Allie's in the mood for some hardcore, and we make them, we bring the heat to them. We bring the fucking heat. But that's going to be a fun loop this weekend. After that, we are here, Peter, in Atlanta. Friday the 21st. Hell yeah. Friday 421. We're in Atlanta. Uh, center stage. Retrograde. Whoa, is it? Mm-hmm. Nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, we're in Orlando, and I'm going to confirm here uh, Bussy. Both members separately will be appearing at Mayhem on Mills, uh, the 23rd of Orlando. So two days in Orlando to catch Bussy. First at the GCW show, uh, and at the Inglewood Center in Orlando. And then I don't know where the Mayhem on Mills show is, but we're there for that Sunday. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be exciting. Uh, after that, I will be at f- Second Wrestling, Thursday the 27th. And then I will be at Prestige Wrestling. Uh, the 29th, uh, death match against Drexel. So the blood <laughs> continues to spill. And then Sunday, Glory Pro. It's going to be Bussy again versus the Philly Marino experience, PME. They've been bad boys lately. This is the cutest little lady with her bonnet. Lucifer has a bonnet on right now, and it's so cute, and her little ears are tucked. She's such a baby. You look so pretty. You look so pretty, Lucy. Lucy, you look so pretty. She loves it. She wants some fresh pineapple. You like that shady-ass healthy water. It's real fruit. It just tastes better. It's just better for me, personally. I love it. Uh, Peter, I don't have much more to say about where my life is right now and what's going on. I want to see what, if we can open the floor to some questions. Uh, these are mostly exclusively from our Patreon viewers, watchers, listeners. They get the episodes... They get the they get the episodes early. They get the minisodes. They get the videos. They get the movie polls. They get more stuff. There's usually cute pictures of Lucy on there, just being the cutest little baby. You're a cute little baby. Look at you. She's a baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a baby. Excited for season three of I think you should leave in like two weeks. So excited because not only is Eric Redbeard on there. Joey Janela also is making an appearance on I Think You Should Leave Season 3. Tim Robinson is crazy, a genius. I'm very proud of Joey. I can't wait to see what weird shit they did because he's not playing Joey Janela. He's definitely doing something else. And I have no idea. And I'm spoiling a little bit, but I'm very excited to see this. Uh, And since we're so close, it's like, let's go. Let's let's get into it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's and that show I rewatched it with Trishadora and Dark Sheik the other day too. Parts of the first season, and it just like continually throws you off with even more stuff, even though you've seen it three, four times. It's what a show. coffin flop, coffin gets me flop every time. And the muscle, the muscle boy, you got to pick a muscle boy. Oh my God. Yeah. Not, what does he say? Not him, <laughs> not anyone but him. He's not winning this one. It's just like the most absurd. I'm ready. I'm excited. The, yeah, the best baby competition <laughs> with the personalities. Yeah. They brand the babies. Who's the best baby? You got to have. Oh, it's the Buff Boys. Yeah, it was. They had. They had. They had the best they had baby. baby of the year. Baby of and the then year. They had baby the, of the year. The Does boy. he sing? Yeah, yeah, he okay. sings baby of the year. Um, <laughs> and I remember there's a whole controversy because like one of the parents of one of the babies like, we didn't gave know. a judge oral, and they're. <laughs> I'm done. I'm cooked. <laughs> they're like, I, you know, I think they could have won without the oral. I don't think that was necessary. You're setting your baby up for failure if you're doing that behind their back. Uh, watch, watch. I think you should leave. Just the best absurdist comedy yeah. that isn't trying to make a big point about anything. It's and not. That's what's There's no point about it. Uh, and second to that, please send me mail. Here's the address. Effie, you write that. And then we you. are actually going. You don't know this, what? but uh, our well, friend Rick went to Amsterdam recently. Oh my gosh! And he is sending us snacks from over there, and we're going to be doing a taste test on the oh. podcast next week. All right, are these? These aren't like magic snacks. I'm not worried about dimensional travel. No, 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 no. I no. had someone very casually. No, these are, we will dimensional travel and then imbibe in the snacks and. I had someone very casually ask me to do a particular type of vape pen this weekend, which you can probably guess is an extreme one. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think I'm taking that risk right now. I don't think that's the choice at this exact moment, but more power to you. What a, what a way. Uh, Okay. So we are getting some snacks. You can send anything. You can just send stuff for Peter. I'll pick it up and bring it to Peter. Um, You write Effie. And then it's, here's the address. Is it going to be in the description? Yeah, it is every week. 650 Ponce de Leon Avenue, Suite 300, number 2936, Atlanta, Georgia, 30308. I'm not repeating it. It's in the description. But now you have an idea of what you're looking for. I used to have a different mailbox with USPS. I've shifted. This one's way better. I pick it up at a Staples. So send weird shit. So the Staples girl that I have to go see every time, she was like, this doesn't say your name. And I was like does it say this name? And I held up my bracelet and she said, Oh, like that was proof of ID. Do you have either a passport or a bead bracelet that can confirm who you are? I was like, Oh yeah, I do. I have a bead bracelet right here. It says my name on it. I could have easily killed someone for this bead bracelet and become them, but that's not likely, you know, there haven't been a lot of bead bracelet crimes since son of Sam. This is true. Yeah, it's true. He left a bead bracelet at every, murder did you know that that's actually yeah they, i made that up so they left it out of the uh did you see the the adrian brody son of sam movie no is it good i'm, I'm a big adrian brody fan i don't it's hit s- or miss with the films the man chooses i remember yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not uh, i'm not gonna say he has a great taste i don't remember who directed it but it was more about like the people and their lives while that was going on than actual son- i think it was called summer of sam Ah, uh, i might look into this i don't i'm always up for high some school new films. peter watched it so there's no fucking telling are we gonna talk about succession on the mini yeah are you caught up 
Oh yeah. Oh I'm uh, yeah. I'm caught up. Yeah. Holy and I'm having shit. a having a time. Roman Roy really just ate all. Uh, we'll talk later about it. Let's get into questions. Let's okay. talk about it. This I one... love these episodes, Peter, because we're not. I'm not constrained by having to get to all the things I did because I didn't do many things. I you know. Oh, we have to talk about the sandwich. Oh we're yeah. On the mini set, or should we just say the sandwich here? We've you teased the sandwich already, and I'm very curious. Okay, this is a real life sandwich I made, and it's from the start. You're either going to be 100 percent with me. Or you're gonna be so against me that you hate me. Okay. I ha- I'm getting the vibe that I'm about to light up a torch and pitchfork over okay. here for whatever the sandwich Here's the decision sandwich. was. Here's the sandwich, and this was made from my heart, not from a previous recipe. I also had eaten edibles, which I have one in the car for you. I want to say this: it is. I split it over three occasions. And all three times, I was too stoned. Oh, God. I split it over three occasions. I was overwhelmingly too stoned. I have tomorrow off with nothing to do. Make sure we don't forget this from my 2007 Buick Lucerne. What color is it? Uh, Maroon, I would say. It's a maroon Buick Lucerne. Okay. Uh, I started by frying up four pieces of liverwurst. Have you ever had liverwurst? Yeah. I love it. I crave it sometimes. When my grandmother was dying, the diabetic that she was, the only meat she would eat was fried liver. I got a taste for liverwurst early. Uh, I fry up four pieces of liverwurst. I then take two pieces of butter bread, and I fry them up next to it. What's butter bread? It's just like bread with more butter on it, and then I put butter on it. So it's butter bread. (laughs) So... I fry up these pieces next to it. I put slices of mozzarella cheese on top of the butter bread, which begins to melt. And then I put the liverwurst on top of this. Okay. A layer of liverwurst, a layer of liverwurst, a layer of cheese. Uh, And then I slice up an avocado and I put the avocado on both sides of it. And then I put more cheese on the avocado and then I put mustard and then I slap it together. And then I cook it on both sides even more. Uh huh. And then I dipped it in a raspberry honey mustard that I made at my house at one in the morning. And it was the most incredible liverwurst avocado you know mozzarella butterbread sandwich. I believe it. I and it was it. so smooth and tangy. And the liverwurst had that rich irony flavor. And I dipped it in that raspberry honey mustard. And I just thought, I might be disgusting, but I might be a genius. So... I've cashed it all in. We're opening a liverwurst sandwich restaurant. In 50 years, savory coffee, liverwurst sandwiches were set up for success. Can we call it Chick for Gay? <laughs> Chick for Gay. <laughs> I love it. I've often joked on here about uh, the origins of the Chick fil A sandwich, and I just want to. I want to say I'm sorry for dimensional portal from hell. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, I just want to say I'm sorry for not sticking by the truth of the story, which is um, that he had to make as good of a chicken sandwich as he could because he wanted someone to think he liked breasts. Ooh, I've said that story in many different ways, and I like the way the word breasts is used here. Yeah, because that. That man was a homosexual. We oh. build a little door for the gnomes to come in, and they can have a little chicken salad sandwich too. Look at this. We dip it in pickle juice to give it a little tang before we fry it up, and that's what makes it special. And I'll donate any amount of money to make sure what I do isn't legal, because honey, the taboo is part of the fun. Sneaking out of church in the little door, 
over at the Dwarf House having a little chicken salad sandwich. They got something on my lip. It could be chicken salad sandwich on my lip that got left there. And that's why the chicken sandwich is so successful. What if we made them little potato french fries into something more like, I don't know, like a couch cushion? Could we do couch cushion french fries? Well, now that looks more like a waffle. That's the silliest thing I've ever seen. Do y'all have any sweet Polynesian sauce here for me to dip these waffle fries in? This sandwich is tangy. What if we added a little pepper jack and some tang to it, a little more spice? The chicken sandwich is a little too spicy for me these days. And in the morning, I think a hot fresh biscuit with a whole piece of chicken partialed from the breast is the best thing you're going to have all day. Now, y'all want coleslaw or some little mandarin oranges? You can get mandarin oranges as a side. And some people call it an Arnold Palmer. We call it Sunjoy. It's called Sunjoy here. And if you want to know who's working the counter, well, it's every young 14-year-old who wasn't leading the youth group at 6 in the morning who's ready to serve Miss Tanya, who's very upset that she only got six biscuits in her mini biscuit pack. They're like little biscuits, but it's an angel bread. Oh, it's so cute. Chick-fil-A is so fucking gay, Peter. It's the gayest restaurant in history. There is nothing about Chick-fil-A that isn't just like our rock band. We are not Closeted Dad. If you'd like to see Closeted Dad, we're performing at Teen Night at Chick-fil-A. And in every kid's meal, you'd expect a toy, wouldn't you? No, I'm sorry. It's the story of Noah and the Ark, uh, baseline down to as uh, as few words as possible with art that celebrates uh, the current climate of political uh, prisoners. There, the, When I was a kid, I had no idea what Chick-fil-A was. But what I did know was Adventures and Odyssey. Oh, Are yeah. You familiar with Adventures Oh, I am familiar. Because we would listen to the Christian radio station, and it would sometimes be a part of this. Yeah. And you could get the... They came with cassettes at one point, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean... Which is how I found out about Chick-fil-A, is because being a massive Adventures and Odyssey person. Because <laughs> I love that time you machine. You said I get free? I get free? They There was a little advertisement for Chick-fil-A and how you would get Adventures in Odyssey and toy, uh, kids' meals. And thinking about that now, they were fucking chilling out uh, Christian propaganda in oh, yeah. all of those A hundred percent. Well, listen, and for the kids, we've got these books that are going to teach them everything they need. And we've got, well, I've been calling it, I've been calling it fantasy dessert, but I'm thinking maybe we call it Ice Dream. <laughs> It's just like ice cream, but it's a non-dairy treat. Is uh, it non? It's not non-dairy. It's not non-dairy. It's which a dairy treat. An they, ice dream. They told me when I started working there when I was in high school. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You can have this. It's not ice cream. It's ice dream. And I was sick for like a whole summer. You know, Peter, you bring up a really strong point here that you were employed by the chicken fillet at Two one years. point. Are you telling me that the chicken fillet is grooming people to be LGBTQ? That by working there, you can almost guarantee that they're going to pop up on your grinder only a few feet away when you're waiting in the drive-thru? Come on! Man, I, uh, they, they, so like all jokes aside, they would single out the gay kids and get them fired as soon as possible. Like they would, you know, figure it out with their <laughs> evil gay Christian gaydar. It's and like then, saying Beetlejuice three times. The more you say my pleasure, the more likely you are to be my little sub. Yeah. The more you are to be my little kink pig. Say my pleasure. My pleasure. Can you get me a bunch more sauce? Can I have a hundred more sauces? My pleasure. I think ten times and you're like, you're fully subbed out. 
And then if Truett Cathy walks in, you have to give him your little salute. Not the one up here, but, you know, the salute. Okay, wow. Do we have any questions, yes, Peter, from our beautiful Patreon family? Weekendatuffies.com. Speaking of Japan, this is from Ryan. I'm Hi, about Ryan. to go to Japan in a couple of weeks. Is there anything you would consider can't miss from your travels? Is there anything either of you want me to pick up for you? Oh, my God. What? I know your answer. Yeah, I need dried squid. I yeah. need it now. <laughs> yep. I need it spicy, and I need it chewy and hard and not sweet and Korean. Sorry to the people of Korea. Your dried squid is too sweet and too chewy. I need that hard. I need that. Mm, I need that that jerky of that squid. Uh, so if you see any of that, you know, vibe it. I will say just eat everything. Just eat everything you see if it looks weird or terrible. And go to the markets in the subway stations. <laughs> The train station markets have some of the best food. Like it's like a real food market with everything. Um, I got a bunch of fried chicken skin on a stick there, and it was so delicious. It was so magical. It tasted so real. Uh, just go eat at the weird places. Don't just go to places you're familiar with. I think food is really the key to like letting my mind be fully in Japan. You know what I mean? Like it was. Mm-hmm. If my body is consuming Japan, I feel very in Japan. And I say go for it. If it looks weird or strange, worst case, food is not that expensive there. So you can get more food. Just are get you, more food. Are you saying you are you are what you eat? Yeah. It, it rebuilds your cells biologically every seven years. You're not even the same creature you were when you were born. So You're like half squid at this point. I'm mostly squid. And I'm happy to say I can breathe underwater. Uh, I have gills forming on my back because of these barbed wire scars. There's just the oxygen flows through it like a gill. And uh, I'm becoming a salamander. So when I finally open my savory coffee shop in the next 50 years, and we finally have, what was that other thing I was going to serve? Sloppy liverwurst sandwiches? Yes. And we finally have me as a giant salamander. You'll have to go underwater to get the food from me because uh, of my salamander gills and how they fully formed. But it will achieve immortality for my uh, mortal flesh. That's sick. So enjoy Japan. Ride trains. Try snacks. Eat weird shit and be nice to everyone. They'll probably help you. If you have any trouble, they're very kind and willing to help if they understand what you're saying, which that's on me because I didn't learn any Japanese. You know? Arigato. Okay, this is from Brian. We talk drag drag race a lot on Twitch. Who are some of your favorite drag queens on or off TV? And Dragula has their four principles of Dragula. Drag, filth, glamour, and a whore. If Evie had to narrow down four principles of independent wrestling, what would they be? Ooh. <clears throat> okay. This is good. I'm going to start with the Dragula one because I think... So it's it's drag, filth, glamour, and horror. Mm-hmm. Okay. So drag, obviously, is, is taking the drag out of it, right? That's the, the original part of it. So I think instead of drag, we say stunt. So it's going to be stunt. Is Dragula by Rob Zombie actually about drag? Like a drag Dracula. No, but it's like it's like a drag car, but it's his drag car, so it's the oh. Dragula drag car. I don't know anything about cars. And so we've sort of taken that like you know it's RuPaul's drag race and she's holding a checker flag, but nobody who watches that show thinks about drag racing except for the one executive who was like, Oh, it's like drag, like drag racing. Okay, we'll have a drag race. Ha <laughs> ha and RuPaul was like, What am I doing? And she was like, Wear a helmet and hold this checker flag. RuPaul doesn't even know drag racing exists. So it's sort of like a play on words, I, but it's dude, not for them. I didn't. 
didn't put that together. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to season 16 coming soon of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, it's a car racing pun. I'm glad to see everyone's here. Uh, the four principles of indie wrestling. But what, like, I'm sorry, what is a drag race? So it's a race that's done head-to-head and straight on, right? So you are dragging the car straight so forward. There, so it's chicken. No, it's not chicken, but it's like straight on, but you're next to each other parallel. Okay. And then you both go at the same time. Okay. So instead of like multiple laps or tracks or you're just going. Like F1 out in the city, you're just going straight. It's a straight it the away. ones with the parachutes? Yes. Okay. And they light on fire sometimes. Hell yeah. We've talked about my great grandpa. He he died in a in a race, but it was a boat race. Yeah. But it wasn't a drag race. And he didn't have a parachute. No, because you it think exploded. he would have survived if he had a parachute. Uh, it's likely it would have made it worse. It worse? It's likely it would have also caught on fire and exploded. Uh, I can't I'm, die statistically was something I I'm yelled last week. I'm a sick human being. I am, uh, now have access. Thank you to Rick for letting me borrow your Paramount Plus account. Ooh. I am supposed to be watching the show Yellow Jackets at the moment, but what I did last night instead was find all the Mission Impossible movies. And yeah, add they're on there. You. Yes, they are. Yes, they're on there, and I think they're the... They have like behind the scenes stuff too oh, that's fuck. attached to it that you can watch on there as well. So enjoy your ride. You know, it's just like they say in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, oh, that's on there too. I know. It's. Did you see it yet? No, 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 no. We're get, we're getting there. It's so good. I fucking hate myself for even considering it. And I was like disgusted the mood I was in, and I'm disgusted at how I watched it. I watched it on my computer like a dumbass in the biggest watch everything. jet movie of all time. I have no idea how they filmed this movie. There's did you're telling me Tom Cruise wasn't up in a jet? I he had to be. He had to be. It's unbelievable. It's the most what a fantasy. If you if you want more of me gushing over this Tom Cruise movie I wish I didn't like, check out last week's mini It's fantastic. Uh Peter, do we have any more questions here? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Probably a lot, right? Um do you have a favorite drag queen? Oh, do I Okay, listen. Um I have so many favorite drag queens. I will say this. My sister's room here in Atlanta has been hosting a lot of the Rue girls. This season specifically, uh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha was just here last week. AJ went. Uh, Anitra is coming. She's going to walk that fucking duck. She's incredible. I hope we get a Miss, Miss, Mistress Isabel Brooks run in because she's phenomenal. Uh, Atlanta gets blessed by a lot of great drag queens. Phoenix is down performing at 10 and uh, Blake's. We see her a lot. Uh, I'm a big Pearl Miss Fame, uh, like that season seven, uh, Miss Violet Chachki, the winner, uh, Katia and Trixie, obviously the, the Trixie Motel show was so good and so well done. She had so many fun friends come by. I want to go stay there. I said, AJ, we can go if we stay on a Wednesday because it's only two fifty a night if we go on a Wednesday in Palm Springs. Have you ever, you've never been to Palm Springs, have yeah. you? What a weird place. It's the best place of all time. It shouldn't exist. I'm so glad it exists. Just a gay desert oasis. It's just the weirdest, gayest, That's most so California funny. place in all of the world. I love it. I love drag queens. Uh, I love dancing queens. Like I'm a big Miss Kennedy Davenport fan. Uh, Chichi Devane, rest in peace. Incredible dancer. We saw the drag queens Christmas show one year in Florida. That's on the tongue of everyone's 
uh, mind right now, you know, oh, we can't have drag queens performing in Florida. It's the most delightful Christmas show of all. All those girls stay out and sign pictures. We bought merch. They perform. They do multiple numbers, multiple outfits. It's so much Christmas festivity. Don't take that away from people. That's a fun all-ages show. There was nothing graphic there. It's just like show dancing. It's like seeing the Rockettes if they had like a bit of cunt, but they don't say that. Yeah. I guess I really didn't sell it for the kids there. Uh, <laughs> but I don't fuck the kids. I don't give a shit about the kids. Yeah, Stop the kids. taking performance away and art away and expression away from queer people or people who don't fit in your box because you like to do it in secret. Please don't go see my band. We're not called Closeted Dad. Closeted Dads are causing a lot of problem in this country. Yep. God. Yeah. I can't wait for um, when they get to call the cops on news anchors in Texas coming soon. In the oh, because they wear makeup. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, performing. Yeah. So does Travis Tritt. He wears makeup live. So do most performers so on a stage. So do most performers. Most performers on a stage, they're wearing a bit of makeup, <laughs> it seems, because it makes you look, what? Great under harsh lighting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Turns out it's been a, a, a trick of the trade since the dawn of time and fires were built around them and people put on different characters to tell stories around the fire. Turns out makeup is not inherently sexual. Wow. I'm not spilling anything new here. I feel like I don't have to fill in our audience about the history of makeup in stage and screen. <laughs> okay, this one's from Julie. I grew up in a multi-religion agnostic household, so I don't really think of Easter as a religious holiday as much as an American one. I do like arts and crafts, candy, and setting up elaborate treasure hunts. So Easter, so egg hunts and are my jam regardless of religious significance or lack thereof. Y'all that are putting money and eggs, what the fuck? When did that start happening? That's I don't know, crazy. but I'm thinking about people in Australia and England, and they got them dollars. And their coins? Put that in an Easter egg for me. Yeah. Put some of them coins in an Easter egg for me. Knowing both of you grew up in religious households, are there any spring-centered traditions that you carried into adulthood divorced of any religious or churchy significance? I love Easter candy so much. I love eating peeps so much. These are obviously... Cadbury eggs. Oh, my God. Yeah. I My dad specifically tried to be the Easter bunny and baby powder some slippers like the Easter bunny had run through. So we would do that. We always had good <laughs> Easter candy. Uh, are you not familiar with this tradition? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, he would baby powder this. And my mom hated it because she had to vacuum. But it was like a fun way to say like the bunny came. Uh but I remember always those were the best Easter's because we would eat candy before and we would have candy to eat at church. Like my mom could just shut my up this fucking like crime scene of the Easter bunny. Oh, he came to... and why is he covered in powder? I don't know. Does, during Christmas, did he just like spread soot all over the house? <laughs> Christmas was very different. Uh, Christmas was, uh, you know, there's a lot of food memories with Christmas more yeah. so than Easter. I think Easter was more like, can we get one picture? Can we get one picture? Yeah. That was sort of the function yeah, yeah, of the yeah. day. Easter was stressful as shit. Yeah. It's, uh, but there's candy, so I really don't give a shit. And I wake up earlier because I know I'm getting candy. And I don't mind. I'll sit through an hour of church if there's a candy prize at the end. Mm-hmm. That's My mom would buy Mentos just to like get me to shut the fuck up and sit in church. If you bought me Mentos, I'm here. But if not... I don't really, I don't want to participate. And if we had to do the part where like the kids go to a different segment, I'd be like, mom, I don't think I'm a kid anymore. I don't want to do any of this shit. Can we, can we not participate? I don't know. I, I, uh, I was like anti-holiday for a few years and now I really, I don't care. And I'm glad there's stuff going on. Like I'm excited that people are doing things, Yeah. but I'll never plan anything for myself. 
in regards to this. But if somebody's roasting meat, I would like to be a part of it. Yeah. I like that many holidays include roasting meat. As an adult, I can appreciate how much roasted meat costs. And so if anybody's just like holidaying some roasted meat, I will celebrate that holiday. I'm fully on board for that holiday. Let me eat that roasted meat. I, I agree. I don't whatever. Do whatever you want. It is weird when because like all this week people have been like, oh, what do you do for Easter? And I go, what, what the fuck are you supposed to do for yeah, Easter? I, I saw the Mario movie Easter morning. That's what I did for Easter. I was really stoned all day. I don't know what. The... Listen, those this edible is about <clears throat> to take you to another world. Oh, the, okay. This was I did a little bit of fun synchronicity research on Easter that I thought was hilarious. Uh, someone pointed out on Twitter that it was the 115th anniversary of the channeling of the Book of the Law, which is like the main centerpiece <laughs> of all of Aleister Crowley and his whole religion and everything. So I was like, okay, does this happen often? So I had ChatGPT calculate for me from the time of Christ's death up until now, what is the percentage that Easter Sunday will fall on either April 8th, 9th, or 10th, which is the three-day writing of the Book of the Law? 8% chance. So you're living in an eight percent moment. We lived in an eight percent moment. Eight percent is a it's a functional amount. And I'm referencing something specific to myself that no one else will get, but I think it's uh I think it's a, the right amount. Sometimes you have to raise or lower by eight percent. People don't like eight percent because it's not ten percent and they don't like it because it's not five percent, but it's the right amount. It's thirty thirty five percent is like How many others phenomenon? have you lived through? How many others? Um, That's a question, right? Well, if we, I believe it was for the past 100 years, it went up to 12%. Well, that's because there's more Sundays coming. There's more Sundays coming. Well, in about 50 years when I get the calendars changed in the United States and uh, coffee is savory and we eat liverwurst sandwiches and I'm a salamander, you know, it's something that we're looking at shifting into. I think we should all become salamander people. Yeah, I don't see why we haven't. And also, don't tell me where our ancestors come from. They come from the ocean, salamander people. And salamander okay? people. It's the easiest evolutionary cross line for me. It's not from primates. It's salamanders. We are salamanders. And what happens when you chop off a salamander's tail? It grows, grows one back. back. Yep. So don't come at me. I am a giant salamander, and I'm going to wallow in the rivers. Okay, this is from Danny. This one may be controversial, but who is the greatest Dracula in movie history, be it movie or actor portrayal? Um, well, Nicolas Cage is the only one who's done it twice, right? Yeah, I believe so. He's portraying Dracula again in this new movie, Renfield, with Nicholas Holt. And he portrayed Dracula in the other Dracula movie that he did in, what, 1994 or 5? Yeah. So I think it has to be Nick Cage. And I think uh, recently I've been seeing more Nick Cage wrestling pictures, like posing with old wrestling mm -hmm. people and i think that we're closer to drawing the line to having nick gage versus nick cage at spring break eight i think we have to do it i'm i joey i think is in on it nick gage said i don't give a fuck i'll fight anyone he's not really he goes the dude from con air i said yeah he goes i'll fight that dude and i was like the confidence is just like beautiful um Nick Cage. I, I, Nick I love Gage. that his Nick Cage reference stops at Con Air too. That's, Have you ever seen Con Air? It's fantastic. It's a perfect film. There's, it's uh, there's not much else to say. It even has Machete in it. Come on, mm -hmm. Con Air is a perfect film. I understand Nick's reference. Uh, Nick Cage. Nick Gage. I'm doing everything in my power to make it happen next year for WrestleMania in Philly even though we'll probably have to have the match in Jersey because of the regulations. But I know Nick Cage understands that. 
he's filmed Jersey and Romania. That's what he'd say. Mm-hmm. He'd go, you can do Jersey anywhere. We're going to do it in Jersey? Come on. Come on. Nick Gage, Nick Cage. It's going to be incredible. Uh, I'm trying to line it up. I'm trying to be the Don King of this thing, but without like uh, scheming money away from prize yeah. fighters. I want to give them the money. I just like that I can be a part of the idea. <laughs> I just like that I can stand to the side and go like, remember? We were just thinking this would be cool. Now I'm doing it. That's the beauty of professional wrestling now. I didn't really answer the four pillars of indie wrestling, but I think it's stunt, meme, stoicism, and confidence. Hell yeah. I won't diverge further into all of that, but I think that's it. Stunt, meme, stoicism, confidence. Okay, this is from Gina. I work as a therapist in a substance abuse program. Recently, a client who identifies as gay and non-binary came to me with concerns about homophobic remarks made in two different groups. I asked myself, what would Effie do? I saw the importance of having a safe space for our program's LGBTQ population, and I'm starting a new group so they can have that. I feel addiction is often overlooked in these communities despite its prevalence. My question is, do you feel LGBTQ care and safe spaces are limited in substance abuse treatment and disproportionate to how strongly this population is affected by substance abuse? Well, I mean, clearly there are addiction problems on a high level in our community, but that's also because we are already being each other's safe space over things that the rest of the world is not handling. So it's not when we have agency to tell ourselves yes, we don't like telling each other no. And so I think sometimes in social settings, we're just driven towards uh, more addiction or more substance or not questioning or stepping in on someone because you don't want to tell them how to live their lives sort of things. So I think there's probably a, a high lack of this sort of resource for anyone to go to. And also there's just stigma to it and it doesn't sound fun. And for gay communities, like when we seek out other gays and other people in our community, we are seeking out joy and excitement and good times and adventure. And so once again, even in positive parts of this, you know, even in uh, sporting leagues or social groups or, you know, even social groups that are doing like charity work and stuff like that, there's still the overarching use of substance that's going to be okay in those things. So I don't know. I think we have to get a little less scared to talk to each other about this stuff. I don't know you know, I'm sitting here racking my brain going like, what are the, what are the places you turn to for this sort of thing? Not everyone can just kind of like grin and bear it and cold Turkey, the hard parts of gay social life. Um, obviously I think we need more of it. And I think we need to also, you know, be more vocal about being like, if you're doing these things and you're fine with them, cool. And I support you. But also if you're out of control or you are not able to function and you're, uh, falling to these things in an addictive nature, uh, and these substances or, or, you know, there's other, there's other forms of addiction, but, you know, not being afraid to go, Hey, we can still check on each other and not, uh, and not be limiting someone's freedoms or limiting the way they get to live their life by checking in and seeing if they're okay. And also when you're going through a lot of life change, uh, it's easy to not notice when you've shifted behaviors or you're, uh, falling into the wrong things. So sometimes we got to have outside looks to check in on us. God bless it. I've got, I've got some friends that'll check in on me. It doesn't mean I always want the check-in, but I think even seeing a check-in from someone, no matter how you respond is always helpful in a sense. So don't stop, don't stop talking, talk to your friends, check on your friends and, uh, let us know about more queer resources for addiction treatment and, 
overcoming uh, the social issues of addiction in the gay community. We'd love to hear it. I'm sure more people would love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, to some extent, deals with their own level of addiction. And, you know, at least there's at least, like, the, just from, like, having been in that world and, like, been around a lot of people, there's a lack of empathy towards drug users. Um, that I think maybe that can be where the gay community steps in and, like, picks up some of the slack because it's, like... Life is fucking hard. We all have shit that we do to manage. Don't let your shit that you're doing to manage, like, make your life actually harder, you know? Yeah. And also, uh, experience helps, and we don't often have uh, elders we can look to who have these experiences. Uh, Open yourself up to talking to people. And if if you're a queer who's still out there surviving after years of experience... Uh, it doesn't hurt you to help somebody else either. So, you know, even if they're not listening right away, don't get frustrated like the AEW coaches and get mad no one came to you. Go and seek seek us out. Seek out the young gays and fill us in with uh, your concerns and worries and knowledge and skills and shortcuts. We could use them. Okay, this is our last one. This love is it. from Drugs Delaney. Hi, guys. Love the pod. Just subscribe to the Patreon. First, I want to thank you for all the hard work you both do. My question is, what is the gnarliest pit you have ever been in? Also, please pet Lucy for me. Lucy is getting pets right now. She's currently being pet. Uh, I don't know. I feel like early in my days, there's some some local pits that are pretty wild, but there's also some like Warp Tour pits that are crazy. Uh, I remember being a part of a Parkway Drive pit that was just like kind of out of control. Uh Um, But I think going back in my older age, when I was in Winnipeg that last time, just like being a useful member of the pit uh, at a comeback kid show was like very rewarding and nice to see of like, it can be violent and crazy, but also like I have the the power to uplift those around me and make sure people aren't on the floor or their dives are getting caught or if they punch me, they're not getting punched right back in the face. I'll take a punch, Peter. I don't care. It doesn't emotionally affect me if you punch me in the face. What does that say about me? I don't know. Yeah, I think Warp Tour has to be... Because, like, there are plenty of scary fucking pits that I've been in and, like, dark, yeah, dingy, basement-y, clubby things. But when it when it's thousands of people and it's outside and, and it's, it's just like hot. bright daylight and Everyone's it's hot. wearing black. Everyone's just sweaty and covered in makeup. The one I think of specifically was the, I think it had to be 2008, Every Time I Die. Oh, yeah. And I've been in some Every Time I Die pits that are disgusting. They're already... They're pretty friendly, but it's also like Buffalo Hardcore, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were pretty... They got scheduled pretty early in the day, and I think everyone was just like, fuck, we've got an hour. Let's get as fucked up as possible. So like by the time the that heat. it started, it, everyone was trapped. Like two minutes in, I look at the dude next to me, and there's just blood pouring down his head. And it's like, all right, this is this is where we're at right now. Real life blood and dirt and sweat and sunshine. Oh. And no escape from the heat. It's giving me shivers right now. Uh, one time I was in a Bring Me the Horizon pit that was more brutal than I expected. I believe it. This was like earlier Bring Me the Horizon though. Uh, I I'm trying to think of like one time I went to a journey concert and that honestly, the pit got pretty crazy during separate ways. So every time Matt Tremont comes out, I imagine me and my mom, like kind of moshing to journey, you know, we went to that concert together. It was lit. It was not with, uh, the original singer of journey, but the guy was pretty good at being in journey. Mm -hmm. They still had a big pink piano and I thought that was sick. Just a small town girl 
just moshing in a lonely world. Those pits are dangerous. Protect people in the pit. If you're a big dude, protect people in the pit. They're just trying to have fun. Nobody thinks you're cool, bro. Nobody's cool in the pit. Just dance. Throw it. Roundabouts. Is that the last question? That's the last question. Kiss on the rose. Kiss from a rose. What does that mean? Is the rose kissing you? Yeah, it sounds like action on the part of the rose. Yeah, it does. What, what are the thorns? Is it like, is it your friend Rose? Oh, yeah. Maybe it was kiss a woman a named Rose. Rose. But, oh, wait. So it's if it's kissed from a Rose, are there more than one Roses? Couldn't afford a dozen. Only got Couldn't one. Couldn't afford a dozen. 